0: Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the John Nasheed Show, focusing on issues of concern, a new mind development project. And this is your host, John Nasheed. Peace be upon you all. Uh, this is our third week, uh, basically on the same topic, we have started two, two uh, subjects on Blacks in America, Blacks in American History, Blacks in American History, doing this, uh, what what they call African or Black uh, History Month, excuse me, and uh, African Americans in American History, I prefer to refer to this week. Matter of fact, I choose to refer that to all year long, and this is very important for say the police force but members of the police force that take an opportunity to brutalize and we see it not only happen to african-american people but poor people all over america very serious problem, and we want to know the root of that where did it come from and we talked about the uh, last two weeks about uh the overseers were the first police in the time of slavery they didn't have a police department they used uh early immigrants who had to work off their payment, servitude, slavery to America, and they took them from that pool: the Irish, Italians, Germans, early immigrants that came to this country. And today we see that there's a police force, and actually the ones that initially or originally started the police force in the north was those same classes of people. And quite nicely, that brutality was in many of them, although, Got many good police officers, very hard, sometimes difficult to deal with, but they operate within the law, and that's very important. So this is not a hate message. This is a message to clarify what's taking place today and what will be taking place if we don't correct it. Today, we'd like to talk about something that's also very important. There's a, a letter. It's called the Willie Lynch letter. I don't know how many people have read it, but, you know, some of the professors, or research people who have done some research, they feel that the Willie Lynch letter is a fraud or or hoax or whatever the case, because they can't substantiate him in history. They can't find a record of him existing here in America, but whether he's false or whether he's real, the details of this letter manifested itself. We, when we go over it, if you read the letter, you can go online and get it. Matter of fact, I think I put it a site here. You can read it, and you can determine that for yourself. And the whole purpose of it was to to divide African American people, black man. When I say the black man, I'm talking about also the black woman. You know, divide and conquer. You know, that's a strategy that's used. You know, to get the upper hand, mainly in wars but maybe they took it, but I guess they were using it long before uh, slavery all throughout history, dividing and conquering. Dividing and conquer has long been a strategy among the powerful in the world to gain dominance over the weak for political, social, and economic supremacy. program, we will continue on the topic for the past two programs titled Police Brutality, the Black Man, and Psychological Effects of America, which is holding America back from all that it could be. Very, very important. You know, we can change quite nicely. America can change for the better, for the better of all of its citizens. And this this was the message that was brought to us in the early days by Honorable Muhammad. during those times that he didn't come to teach us Islam. He came as a social reform agent to take us out of that negative Slave mind, competitive in this competitive world, and many of us who went through that experience, we're not plagued by that emotion anymore. You know, we're rational thinkers and trying to dig ourselves out of a hole as a people and formulate a community and make a contribution, not only to America, but also to the world. And uh, believe me, we're uh, on the road to that. Now, worthy Muhammad stepped to the picture and. He organized us and taught us the truth about the past, his father's mission, and also the truth, giving us a true understanding about al-Islam and what God brought for the benefit of all of mankind, not just all of us, mankind. And this is where God teaches us uh, in the Quran. He says, oh, mankind, we created you from a single person, a pair of a male and a female and made you into nations and tribes that you may know each other, not that you may despise each other. In other words, talking about human beings, one human family. You know, a man and a woman will always be a slave or servant until they have the true knowledge of God, the one and only, and the knowledge itself. Why is that important? Because God is our creator. And if God is not our creator that we give our worship and devotion to, then somebody else is gonna step into that picture and claim that supremacy. And we know what took place in the history of man, ignorant man, where man sold his self off as God and had people bowing to him. And this is the same scheme that took place on the plantation. We sold a self-office of God and the slaves bowed to him. So if the slave knew God and which they did before they came to America, many of them Muslim before they came here from West Africa, and he, he was stripped of the knowledge of himself and also stripped of true God, the true one God, the oneness of God. But we have to retain that. We have to go back in our mind and understand, this true knowledge of God given to us and also the knowledge of ourselves. That's very, 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 very important. Mankind was created by God to be a slave servant of God only. Think about that. God didn't create us to be a servant of someone else. He created us to be a servant of himself. That's the meaning of what a Muslim is. A Muslim is one who submits to God. As a matter of fact, that nature is in all human beings. Some of us reject it, and some of us accept it. We submit to do God's will. Now, if we submit to do God's will, what are we other than a servant? Actually, we could even call it a slave, but calling it a slave, it might spook some of us out, so we don't use that term. We say servant, but a servant? Slave is in reality the, same, excuse me, the same thing, and uh, we must know the reality of God, and we must understand the nature of ourselves, as human beings, And when you look at it, all of us have that same nature—black, white, yellow man. All of us, and uh, God, quite nicely knows best because God is the creator of all human life. And as I mentioned, that is the meaning of a Muslim. Muslim means one who submits his will to do the will of God. And this Willie Lynch, you know, I read it some years ago. I had a few books uh, I it for young people to have a better understanding. Uh, our young people are becoming lost because the old folks are giving up. They're just accepting the lie instead of going out trying to find the truth. See, it's the truth that will set us free. Not the lie. The lie might make us a few dollars or whatever the case, but if you totally want to be free for God, then quite naturally we must learn the truth. Willie Lynch. As I said, what is true, what is false, whatever the whatever the point may be, and once you read it you'll see it. The making of a slave. That was a Willie Lynch's letter. The making of a slave. And by definition, Willie Lynch, person acting in the place of Shaitan or the devil, opposing the will of God, dividing what God made whole. Now, who are you to come along? You're going to offer the slave master in the South a method of how to keep people a slave for a certain amount of time. This letter was delivered as a speech. In 1712. And remember, we were here as, first of all, as chattel, chattels, chattels, not chattel, uh, uh, indentured servants came, the Irish, the Italians, the many of those indentured, meaning that we had to work off a debt. But then we became chattel. Chattel means cattle, like cattle, ownership. Ownership. As long as they owned you, you were a slave. 1712. The letter was delivered as a speech in 1712 in the colony of Virginia by, the British, by a British slave owner in the West Indies who was invited by slave owners in Virginia to teach his method of how to control their slaves. Now this is a conspiracy. When you really look at it, it's a conspiracy, conspiracy to make a slave and hold the slave. They said that on their way <clears throat> there to the meeting, he said he got a smell of dead slaves hanging from a tree. He said that was. <clears throat> he said that you are losing valuable stock, and for the purpose of having a slave by right, necessity make profit. So if you're going to hang them, you couldn't control them, and you're going to hang them, you're losing, you're losing valuables by hanging unruly slaves. This created uprisings, runaways, while your crops was dying in the field, affecting profit. You suffered fires and animals being killed by these unruly slaves running them up so many problems from unmanageable slaves. So he's coming with a scheme, he's coming with a, uh, a method of how to control slave populations all throughout the South, if they would accept it. So he says, gentlemen, you know what your problems are? I am here to introduce you to a method of solving them. A foolproof method of controlling your black slaves he guaranteed i done correctly i know correctly it would control the slaves for at least 300 years 1968 emancipation proclamation freedom of the slaves or slavery of the mind continues even to today he said, my method is simple. A member of your family, talking to the, to the slave master, a member of your family or your overseers can use it. He said, I outlined a number of differences among slave, slaves. Make them different. Make these differences bigger. He said, I use fear, distrust, and envy to control these methods worked for me in the West Indies, and they will also work for you throughout the South. Play one against the other. Now, keep this in mind. Think about it. Just don't cast it off. Think about it. Think about these things. And the reason I say think about these things, because this we can go anywhere in African-American communities, in business, in entertainment, or anywhere, education in our communities, and we see these things. We see them right before us today. Play one against the other. The list consists of, that he gave them, the list consists of age, play age against one another, color, complexion, the shade, the color, intelligence, size, sex, male, female, the size of the plantation that they're on, the attitudes, (laughs) where they live. The hair, the short, tall, and so on. Outline of actions. He said, Keep in mind that distrust is stronger than trust, envy stronger than respect and admiration. This indoctrination will become self refueling and self generating for hundreds maybe thousands of years. And now you see our people we're just completely one against the other. The tall one is better than the short one, the light complexion, etc. You know, we we don't like our hair anymore and this is reinforced by the slave masters on the plantation and the uh, master's family over and over and over. And if we didn't listen to them quite nasty we knew the whip. People beat it into us. So this is when when an individual goes through so much trauma, so much pain, so much suffering, so much misery, in order to deal with day-to-day, he has to push it out of his conscious mind and push it into his subconscious mind. And then later it becomes the psychological effects of slavery. And we see those psychological effects manifesting itself today. Many of the overseers... They're becoming, they're brutal right now. Many of them. And then we see many of our folks acting just like they are on a plantation. You know, freedom is one thing, but emancipation is something else. We were freed by the uh, Emancipation Proclamation, 1865, but were we ever liberated? The person liberates himself. You can't. Uh, you can't document or you can't uh, uh, have a, a board to sit down and have a consideration to find out if you should be free or you should be a slave. You know, God created us to be free. And for us to be liberated, we have, you have to liberate yourself. And even if you have to be willing, you have to be willing to suffer the consequences of liberating yourself. And we thank God for our dear Prophet Muhammad, who was a liberator. He came to liberate us from all kinds of oppression. If you don't feel oppression, then quite nasty, you don't even know that you're a slave. Because this world is an oppressive world, the world that we are living in. He said, don't forget, pitch the old against the young black males. Putting the old people against the young people. The dark skin against the light skin. The male against the female. The the house inward against the field inward. You know you're not alert, allowed to say um, the actual word anymore. They come you to court. And you know who, who, who created it? Where well, I guess it puts more pressure on them than it put on us because it makes them feel ashamed of themselves to call a man that name to cause so much damage by the name. So they just a policy. Don't use it. Say N-word. But what does N-word mean? It means the same thing as the actual word for those of us who truly understand. We must also have, you must also have your white servants and overseers distrust all blacks, the white servants, because at one point when they were servants, servitude, they had a uh, indentured servants, they white people and black people were respectful of one another. And I guess the masters saw that that might become a problem down the road, and then they made the black slave uh, chattel. In other words, then they taught the white servants to distrust all black people, babies. You know, I saw online uh, earlier today as a Picture of a black lady. She had a breast out. She was feeding the baby, and she's in the, in the picture. Said or the, the writing under the picture said that you don't allow us. You didn't allow us to drink from your fountain, but you allowed us to nurse your babies. Just crazy, crazy stuff. But sometimes we don't when we don't stop and think about these things. They they really mean nothing. It is necessary that your slaves. Trust and depend on all white people, the rich ones and the poor ones. It don't make a difference. You know, I recall a time where there was an old, bummy, drug addict, nasty, dirty white guy. And he was some of the young kids that were making fun of him in the street. And he made one statement. He said, well, at least I ain't an N-word. But he said the actual word that stopped the whole conversation right there. Dirty and nasty as he was, he said, at least I'm not that. And God knows best. They must love, respect, and trust us only. This is what Willie Lynch was, has mentioned in his letter. They must love, respect, and trust us only. We see that example taking place right now in our lives from the time we came here from the time we went through this experience of being broken and put in the hands robbed of the knowledge of ourselves and given a slave mentality we see that existed from that point even to today so I thank God that we went through that experience of the nation of Islam you know Martin Luther King he he had a movement that was trying to become more close and a part of America. Kambala Muhammad had a, a mission of trying to bring us away from America. He wasn't trying to take us away from America. Matter of fact, he was trying to get us to love and respect one another to the mainstream of America. I think that's very important because the problems that we have with ourselves is much greater than the problems that we have with the American society. Very serious, deep-rooted problems. Matter of fact, the economic program that he had was very important. How are you going to be a a member of a society and you don't control wealth? You don't have assets. That don't even make sense. You know, so Martin Luther King was a good, noble man, but I think he was on the right course, the wrong course. Matter of fact, I know he was on the wrong course. Look at us now, still looking with our hands out, you know, the hand that gives is better than the hand that receives. He said, These kits, talking about his method, are yours to control them. Never miss an opportunity to use these methods. And all of these methods that he's talking about is based on divide and conquer. And uh quite naturally we ever As I mentioned, our problem is very serious. And our families, when we look at our families now, we see that our families are becoming more divided now than even in the time of slavery. And many of these things are happening because of television, family not sitting down communicating, not having dinner, not even on Sundays. That was a mandatory that you had to be in the house on Sunday to sit down and have dinner with the family. You know, divide and conquer So how do we overcome that? We overcome that by first of all unifying within your own self as an individual and then the then the wife and then the family and then the the broader family and then the people in your community and then you grow out of your community into other folks' community. But if you go out into other folks' community, what contributions do we have? Matter of fact the immigrant people are coming to the country now. And they have very little respect for us as a people, because the media broadcasts us on 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 them on television and radio and newspapers as a negative force in America. They don't show the good. Even with the president, President Obama, they don't show the good side of African American people. They show people in prison. They show people on narcotics. They show people beating their wives. African Americans. So they come here feeling superior to us. Just got here. Got, just got off the boat. Just got off of the train. or However they got here, they have a negative opinion of African Americans. So this is, uh, you want to call it African American history, uh week, or month, or whatever. You know, that's completely up to you. But I call it blacks in American history. This, you can't divide. Once you divide, Uh, African-American from American history, and you're only talking about your experience here in America, but what about the broader perimeter of what took place? What about the slave ships? What about the beating? What about the selling on the uh, blocks, auction blocks? What about how many African-Americans thrown into the Atlantic Ocean? What about the separation of the husband and the wife? What about rape? What about the rape of our women? What about our children being sold off? What about intimidation? What about the beatings? What about hangings? What about murder? What about castrations? All of these things, they all come to the future. Then we have to ask ourselves, under that in American history, who did all of these things? And it becomes, becomes very clear to us, and quite naturally we know, we know already. And that was a time of slavery, and we know after slavery, there was a period called the Reconstruction where African Americans did pretty good. And then they did so good, and the North was manipulating between the two, and they set the African American up against those old, races. Ku Klux Klan was even in existence then. They formed the Ku Klux Klan. And then before you know it, they established what is called Jim Crow. And Jim Crow was a period that the slave by law, the northerner's law, which was the government, said that the black folks were free. They were accepted. He said that the black people was free, but the South said they were free, but they were not equal. They weren't able to drink at the water fountains or going to the establishments that was owned by white folks, etc. And that was the beginning of 100 years of lynching. Very serious, serious time. Matter of fact, that was more serious than the time of slavery because Willie Lynch said, don't hang them. You need them to make money. You need to make profit to the Emancipation Proclamation. no more opportunity to make a profit. So they hung. I saw a report on television, somebody aired it, and I think they said during that period it was 4,000 black people that was hung in the South. They didn't mention, I don't believe, the North, but they were even hanging them in the North. The North wasn't much better than the South. They make you think that it was better, but quite nasty was not better. So these are just food for thought. Actually, we don't have enough time to open up the phone for callers, when I get a, a, a one-hour pro program, program, we have a part, or two-hour program, we have a part that we et cetera. And the solution, we want to deal with the solution of all of this next week. And the solution is quite nasty, the belief in God and the oneness of mankind. And we'll we'll touch on that. Now, Warnsey Mohammed gave us a lot of insight. No God but God. La ilaha illallah, Muhammad and Rasulullah. There's no God but God, and Muhammad is the message of God. So next week we're going to talk about uh, a mission. Actually, at one point it was a mission that we were on. It was a message of concern by Imam Warthi Muhammad. And he said, what would happen that people would sit in churches throughout the world for centuries, with the image of an American man as savior of the world before them. What would this do to the mind of the world's children? And when we put that in reverse, we say what would happen if people would sit in churches throughout the world for centuries with the image of a Caucasian man as savior of the world before them? What would happen to the mind of the world's children? Thank you. for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting one hundred dollars back and one hundred percent accurate taxes.